Wake up, buyer payer people. It's a beautiful day. Go grab yourself another cup of joe and say hello to Jim and Michelle Rhodes on the Buy Here, Pay Here morning show. Take it away, you two. It's Monday, right? It's Monday, and we did like a time change. Oh, yeah. Um, Yesterday. Uh, Yeah. So, you're supposed to gain an hour. So, why do I feel so beat up? I don't know. Okay, so um, I was thinking about this last night, um, and I don't remember. I'm sure I learned it in a history book, and I know that um, that the there's this thing about not ever doing the time change again. Why did we start it? I hear different things. I hear different yeah. things. I think it was back in the day when they mm-hmm. they had energy savings in mind, like. Okay. I, yeah. Um, yeah. Cause it, I mean, it, it's, <clears throat> I could see something like, um, you know, helping the kids walk to school more in the daylight, that kind of stuff. But I think it happened before kids actually did that whole, yeah, I don't even know. I, to, but I, yeah, yeah. The only thing I've heard is it was about energy consumption. Well, if anybody knows. Yeah. Cause Google. it's like one of those things that will keep me up at night. Not. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but it was a good weekend. Yeah. I did a lot of, um, decorating and nesting and drove my husband crazy, but it looks nice. So. Uh. It's okay. It was. It is nice. She's done a beautiful job. Yeah. She's she's great at that sort of thing. Yeah. So fun. our our viewers, I'm sure, are looking for a football update from the weekend. So, oh yes. Yeah. Uh, so Jim's Tommy, alma mater. Yeah, my school won. Oklahoma State knocked off Oklahoma. Yeah, and the last bedlam, last bedlam that they have scheduled for the foreseeable mm-hmm. future. So it's good so, to have. I'm that sure they'll bit do another a, one just as like a an extra game somewhere here yeah. or there, but not on the official schedule. I'll at least help to shake off some of the bitterness of getting beat eighty percent <laughs> of the time in that series. But, um, but it was a good game. Uh, it was I mean, great game. Know? Great, great. Yeah. Uh, and it, I, we had we had friends over um, on Saturday. And, uh, to, and so I, I went out on the patio and was just sitting with, um, with the wife of our neighbors and, uh, she's like, so does Jim like really watch the game or does he just like kind of, kind of watch the game and talk to people and all of that? And I said, like, my husband watches oh, yeah. and he's like breaking down all of the well, they've improved here and they've improved there. And that was an interesting play and you know, all the stuff. And so it's, I'm, I, I enjoy watching college football. Um, I uh, love it. He loves I love it. it. And yeah. the, there's a mental aspect, as I've told you that the mental mm-hmm. part of sports is the part that's always most interested me. And, uh, and watching that team this year, there's been a big shift. There's kind of a business lesson in all that too. So, oh yeah, well, yeah. you know, we'll bring yeah, more of that up, but you were talking about Tommy's, Tommy's team won the, the, uh, Philadelphia Eagles knocked mm-hmm. off the Dallas Cowboys last evening. And so he's, uh, got to be pleased about that. Yeah. <laughs> Puts his team in a good position in their division. Yeah. And, um, let's see who else from around the buy here, pay here world. And I saw that Terry McCauley's. Notre Dame fighting Irish came up a little short because Clemson finally decided to play football and they showed up and beat his uh, fighting Irish. That was apparently a good game. A lot of good football this weekend. A lot of, mm-hmm. a lot of teams were tested, so it'll be an interesting stretch. You that know, is, it's a fun time weeks. of the year. Yeah, football, for sure. football yep. season. It also means uh, changing of the colors and uh, all of that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and Karen, I need a puppy. Yeah. Now. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, that's a whole conversation it is. that that we, um, uh, I love, I thank you, Karen. 
I love dogs. I really do. I'm not a dog parent though. Yeah. And there's a huge difference. Jim yeah. just teases me when I see a, 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 someone walking a dog, I will, hi buddy, and get down and love on them and scratch them and all of that. And then I send them on their merry way. Yeah. I will dog sit. And after two days, I'm like, when are your parents coming back? Yeah. Um, so yes, just for photo ops. Right. And like while Jim's watching football, I'll just I'll go. Someone needs to do like a rent a dog for, yeah. uh, you know, a day so yeah. you can just rent a really and cute dog. I, I like dogs. I just I'm at a point in my life when I'm not prepared to accept the responsibility. So, you know, that's all. <laughs> I just I just I like my my freedom, my flexibility to move about. Yeah. You know? Well, and that it does it does cause um, I, I used to work for a company. Um, the founders were in Boston and I lived in Utah at the time and they would fly me out to their house. I would house sit, watch their dogs mm -hmm. and it was in Washington, DC. So that's, it's like, that's a vacation for me. It's saving them a little bit of money from having to put the dogs in when they would do their annual mm -hmm. trip to like St. Thomas yeah. or something yeah. and, um, got to go see all of Washington, DC that way. But, yeah. um, George Spat wa playing, uh, watching golf. Talking about so. golf probably was a mental collapse. I didn't see it, George, but that's the fascinating part of sports for me is the mental element. Mm -hmm. Can you power through? Can you keep it yep. together? So yep. anyway, good stuff. So shall we get to our topic of the day? I think that's a great We're kind idea. of stepping into tricky waters here with kind of skirting on the edge of some legal stuff. And we're not offering legal advice over here. We're not attorneys, but we have something to share today. Mm -hmm. And I'll tell you, before you share the document, I can to kind of share where this came about. We're seeing a lot of threads on social. Obviously, we had the conversations recently on the broadcast after the poll that we did about our dealers. Are you clamping down on mm -hmm. customers? Are you being more flexible? Um, I'm a big believer in everything that we train and teach. You know, with our work, we really emphasize clear understanding can be super Strong flexible. Strong fences. You can always yeah. replace the mm -hmm. understanding with a new understanding. But I like things in writing. I like to have a super clear understanding. Yeah. And also like to work with people, you know, it's what we certainly recommend. I just know from having been a dealer myself that there comes a point where you just, you're kind of, mm -hmm. you've gone as far as you feel like you can go. And so what we're going to talk about today is a form called a notice strict compliance, which you need to run by your attorney in your state. You know me, I don't use the word need very often, but this is a, this is a kind of a have to, you, these things can be state yeah. specific mm -hmm. and some places you would be permitted to do this. Plus I've complicated this one by kind of combining two things into one <laughs> and got my attorneys. Okay. Back when I was a dealer to do this in my particular state, but it's like, we just are starting to, there's ways to, to clamp down on okay, customers. Could, do you want to talk about what notice of strict compliance is? It's basically serving a customer notice that regardless of what our practices have been in the past, that we're, we're serving you notice, like typically certified mail or DocuSign or whatever, we're serving you notice that we're going to start enforcing the contract differently. Because I think you and I touched on this once before, is when we, mm -hmm. when we make a decision to shift mm -hmm. and just kind of decide one day to start enforcing more strictly, we really are, now we're definitely treading now, in some danger. can water. you, um, can't, and this, I, just yeah can you do that for one and not for all yes 
I mean, at least okay. again, I'm, I'm not an but, attorney but, over but here. Can but can you do case, it for it. one if you're letting others do the same thing that you're asking them to stop? Um, it's doing. basically you're changing the practices with this customer okay. and you're just serving them notice that you're you're not going to tolerate the delinquency anymore. I mean, you can we'll okay. show the language, but it basically says we're, we're at the end. We've tried everything. We're going to we've made a decision to enforce your contract strictly. So we're serving so it's you notice kind of that like, we're So it's not just like, boom, you get your um, your car repoed. It's no. like, we've tried to work and now we're sending out this thing by certified mail that says, hey, we're gonna hold you to this. If, well, um, it can also be as a condition of, of repossession. I mean, I always used to say in, in the matter of repossession, like um, we would, I would use the phrasing if I was involved in the conversation with a customer, we train managers to say, look, you know, this isn't baseball. Mm -hmm. We don't get three strikes. You know, if we find it necessary to repossess your car mm -hmm. again, you would not get it back. So if you think about now, in the context of allowing a customer to redeem the repo, Oh, that's another great notice. poll question we should put out there. Oh, yeah. How many of you let your yeah. customers redeem a repo? Good. You're going to make a note? I, I will. won't remember. I will so. make a note. Yeah. So that's uh, that's definitely a good poll question because repo redemption is, you know, we know that repos are, and I find this language sometimes is interesting in our space. Like some people talk about repos, but, you know, there are dealers that re repossess and then allow the customer to redeem, right? And, mm -hmm. I, and I hope that's true. I mean, I hope... You know, I always had a practice as a dealer that I would always listen to any customer, no matter what the circumstances mm -hmm. were. If they wanted to come and talk about the account, I would always, you know, Open listen. Open door. Yeah. And have a conversation, hear what's going on. Doesn't mean that I'm going to agree to let them back in the car or agree to, you know, do whatever they're asking for. But I would certainly make sure they, you know, felt heard that I heard mm -hmm. the whole situation. And uh, so that's kind of, I would hope that dealers would be prepared, you know, because repossession is an unfortunate step that is sometimes required for enforcement, just simple enforcement, helping the customer be clear that this is something that we, we don't mm -hmm. tolerate. And I'd like to see it obviously be consistent. We, we definitely emphasize consistency oh, in yeah. everything. Right. So we don't want to do, you know, for one customer, what we wouldn't do for another, but this, this thing we're talking about today is a really drastic step. And so you would want to uh, confer with your attorney and make sure that you're okay to do this in certain situations. But I think we're also in dangerous waters, as I said, when, when we just make a decision to change practices on customers and let's, let's just think about, you know, fairness is the biggest part of what way back for, you know, I talk a lot about um, the CFPB, but we don't talk about FDCPA, which is the fair debt collection practices act. So way, you know, many mm -hmm. decades ago, that came around. Well, you know, fairness is the key word. They're asking us to be fair with consumers. And so when we change practices on them without notifying them that we're changing, that's unfair. Like that just strikes mm -hmm. me as simply unfair. And so we have to, you know, fulfill our responsibility, make the customer aware that we're, we're shifting. We, we're, we're, and, and in my, again, my approach would be, this is a kind of last ditch effort. You don't have to use those words, but you can just basically say, we're prepared to release the car to you, but these are going to be the circumstances. It's going to be strict. You want me to bring this up? Yeah, go ahead. Okay. So, uh, so I put some, yeah, it's a little difficult to read there. It is a little difficult to read there. We don't have a good there. way to zoom in on it, do we? No, I don't. Not I didn't bring the device. Okay. But basically so that top section, yeah. yeah, the top section, basically I put a big 
note in red there, because any of you that are seeing the broadcast, and by the way, thanks for those who tune into the replay. We don't yeah. thank them enough, but um, you know, we, we definitely know that more of you catch this thing in a replay situation. But the, uh, what it says there at the top is that this document. Uh, <laughs> uh, okay, important note. This document is a serious legal has serious, serious legal, legal implications. implications. The receiver of this form agrees to see state seek. Spe seek state specific legal advice before issuing it to any account, account holders. holders. Okay. So then, you know, you can read the language and what I said that I combined two two different documents into this one thing because in my state I was permitted to accelerate the note but I had to allow I had to make the customer aware that that was going to mm -hmm. be the practice. And so basically we, we were serving them notice and that we were going to start enforcing their mm -hmm. contract strictly from that day forward. So you would have obviously whatever um, material or information you need at the top of the document to make sure that we're referring to this mm -hmm. customer in this particular contract. And this is the status of the contract. Mm -hmm. And then it basically says we're going to have, I don't know if you can read that up. I, I, may have to grab the other device to be able to read it. But I can tell you the premise of the document. It basically says, you know, from this day forward, we're serving a notice that we're going, regardless of our past practices, mm -hmm. we're going to start enforcing the contract strictly from this day forward. Mm -hmm. So that just resets the clock, really. So there, there's a tricky thing. And I, again, we talked about this once before. If we can find the episode, we'll, we'll share it in the, the thread with mm -hmm. the, where this broadcast goes out. But basically... When we have a practice of allowing a customer, like there's a history in their account that says we allowed them to pay mm -hmm. 25 days late in the past or whatever the history shows that we allowed, we accepted a payment in the past at 25 days as an example. And now we're just frustrated for whatever reason. We made a policy change and we decided like a lot of our dealers say they're clamping down because of economic conditions. And if they start clamping down, now they repossess the customer who's only 20 days late that's been 25 in the past, that's, that's, that's a problem. That's dangerous. That's, yeah. that's really where yeah. you're, you, you set a precedent in the past and now you're stepping outside mm -hmm. of that. And again, I'm going to just pause and say, we're not attorneys. We just, this is more operational advice. This is mm -hmm. practical business advice. And it's, it's about fairness. It's about just making sure it's all through a lens of being fair. And so when we do things like that, that are, that might be construed as unfair, yeah. We can solve that by just resetting the clock with this customer and saying from this day forward, regardless of what our practice has been with you in the past, we're serving you notice that from this day forward, we're going to enforce the contract more and strictly. And then you, here's the thing, though, the kicker. Then you have to. Do it. You have to do it. Yeah. And and yeah. it's and it actually, it um, yeah. It just pollutes to. the whole thing. Mm -hmm. If don't, don't. And I've had dealers where I had to really emphasize this. Don't do it. Don't have them sign it unless you're prepared to enforce it exactly as it's written. Because so you can imagine all it does is if you write it, if you have the customer sign that and then you don't enforce it in that way, what, what would you ever have them sign in the future that they would have any, that would have any value to them? Yeah, that, that would have any would, significance? That they would think really you meant it. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because mm -hmm. this, this is serious stuff. If you do it, you got to be prepared to just enforce it exactly the way that, you know, it's written. Mm -hmm. And so, so, you know, maybe you want to adjust the language. I can tell you with some of our clients in the past, I've adjusted the language that says we, we require, instead of payment, that we require payment in full on time every time. You could just say, we, we will not basically permit you to be past due in the future without 
having a, a signed, you know, that's agreed by both parties. Yeah. So if we have a written understanding, that's that's fine. And that's but, that is another thing that that we um, uh, since joining Jim, it's like it's it's verbal understandings. Um, yeah, it you just you want to keep everything in writing as let's much as you can. Let's write that one down too, because that's another topic for to bring back because we see that a ton of people do it. Um, and you know, they're just verbal agreements over the phone and put a note in the system. And we just know those of us who've been around this thing for a long time, we just know that that traditionally mm -hmm. has not been as effective as putting some, something in writing. And mm -hmm. in this day and age, it's so easy to sign something on a smartphone. I, yeah, and, you know, it really is. And, you know, I know for some people it's like, well, I don't want to pay the thing. Like if you have DocuSign or if you have whatever, and it's like, you're paying a different you're, price. You're paying a different, yeah. And it's, and it, it actually, um, again, not an attorney, but if you have something in writing, you know, imagine when that, that it's like they signed that they were going to do this. They signed that they were going to strict compliance. They mm -hmm. signed, you know, all the stuff. Um, yeah. how they, they have to sign this one. I mean, that we can't yeah. start to enforce that unless they've yeah. signed it or otherwise. But I mean, it's notice. even like for a extension, um, or for, you know, I can't make my payment this month. So I'm going to do one of, you know, an extra $200 next payment and another $200 of the following payment, yeah. having those things in writing. It also, I don't know about you, but when you, it's one thing to talk on the phone and it's another thing when you have a piece of paper or something mm -hmm. that it's like, I'm signing this and yeah. it, you know, it's, it's a real, it's, this is this, it just makes it that much more remember, sure. stick to it. This is, yeah, yeah this is a uh, thing. Uh, just quickly, I would acknowledge the remark that somebody said might have to go back to field calls. Be very careful about that. My understanding is since I was a dealer, we, we did field calls plenty, but uh, my understanding is that. I don't know if they're talking changed. about football or this because I, I don't know. Yeah. They're talking about they're talking visits about... in the field. Oh, okay, gotcha. Some people call it door knocking or, you know, visiting mm -hmm. field visits. It's like basically going out and, and I'm like, if it's lawful in your area, mm -hmm. I'm a big believer in it. If it's done in the spirit of finding the customer and you having know, reaching a resolution and, mm -hmm. and find out what's going on and solving yeah. problems. And, but when it's about puffing yourself up yeah. and you know, you're taking the cart and, and it, that just creates conflict. And that's one of the reasons why we really encourage people to, to use a good repo mm -hmm. agency. Sure. Um, you know, there are some out there that we've heard that it's like, they get the key every time. Right. Um, right. You know, it's just they know how to handle the going up to the door and mm, I need to get the key yeah. for the thing. Sure. And, um, you know, all of that. But yeah. And yeah. I would say we can go back to the document if you can show it. I'd say that the other piece that we we didn't really speak to on that document is that it says it's called a notice of strict compliance and intent to accelerate. So that's the part that was where the second form that was combined into one, because that that's another topic for us. Michelle is like, you know, mm -hmm. this thing about when a customer there are actually a couple things around repossession that we're going to need to visit. One is going to be inventory of personal belongings. People are talking about that and they think they're covered yeah. and it doesn't sound to me like they're covered. So we, we've got to definitely talk about that one going forward. We probably should bring an attorney in on that one. Um, and then there's just some things around repossession here, but you know, on this notice, when we say intent to accelerate, we're basically serving the customer notice that if this doesn't work, our strict, compliance or strict enforcement of the contract going forward that we could repossess the car and if we do 
we're calling the note due in full. So we wrapped it into the same understanding because, <coughs> excuse me, um, we have to be aware that we're typically not permitted to do that. And again, we're, we're, we're try not trying to be attorneys over here, but we are trying to offer you enough operational heads up to, to keep yourself out of hot water because yeah. we typically, when, when we have a customer repossess, if they can cure the default, and I, I'm really uncomfortable in talking about this stuff because this is definitely very legal. Some of these things are federal, some are state. This is why we can't be sure. And Michelle and I are very careful to always tell, you know, all of our clients, look, we don't do state specific. We don't do legal. That's mm -hmm. just not something we, we attempt to try to keep up with. Because Reach out to your state organization and your national organization if you can't get a hold of anybody at your state organization. Yeah, by the way, I'm going to use the opportunity to ask. I've been seeking on behalf of, I've got three people that chimed in after I made a remark on Facebook a week or so ago. I've had people reach out saying, are you aware of fractional legal solutions in mm -hmm. our our particular industry? And I'm, I'm, if somebody knows uh, a firm that will do that, I'm contacting the firms that we're familiar with. Yeah. And, uh, but if you know somebody that does that, please let me know. Cause we've got a number of people that are seeking, you know, kind of fractional uh, solutions on legal, which I think makes a ton of sense. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think, you know, especially when you've got these things that are state specific, then you've got to be careful about those pieces. And uh, so there's just a ton wrapped up in all of this. When you're talking about repossessions you're talking about allowing a customer's redeem you've got inventory of belongings you're talking about changing practices on the customer in mid-contract and so these are these are serious matters and so we want to make sure that you know people have enough information and so i'll make this form available just you can message us in this thread you can send a private message mm -hmm. to me i think most everybody knows how to find me we can put my uh phone number up there too michelle if you don't mind so that you can also just text us and uh, let us know you know if you'd like to have the um, form. that would be 903-816-0216 yeah for those that are listening on audio mm -hmm. only but yeah the, the the idea with the form is just to have a way to bring things to an end give the customer a chance to yeah the language i never said this with a customer but the language i could kind of use in training was we, we're going to give the customer a chance to straighten up and fly right like we're going to give them an opportunity to save the accounts, mm -hmm. bear themselves the repossession. We're going to give them a chance to prove that they can, you know, follow through. And, and people ask, I might as well answer. Like I would guess just this anecdotal, I don't have any data, but I would just guess that of the ones that I wrote in my own dealership, something less than half, you know, probably more than 25%, less than 50% actually were able to follow through on this. Well, and, that saves half of the people that would, you know, you would, Normally, like I've, I'm at my end of being flexible. Well, and on the ones who didn't, at least I could feel good knowing I oh, gave yeah. them every opportunity yeah. to, to, you know, get with the program and, and, you know, do what was expected. Mm -hmm. And so that's, you know, part of what we're trying to do there. But, you know, again, it's just, it's just kind of tricky legal stuff. So we yeah. want to make sure people, you know, get out there and find a good attorney and, uh, and we'll, we'll also have in mind, by the way, if somebody knows uh, somebody, I, I used to know a guy who, you know, may he rest in peace. There was a gentleman who was a really well-known national attorney who was um, a bankruptcy specialist. Mm -hmm. And I, I'm hearing that bankruptcies are up. And so we'd like to bring somebody also to the broadcast who's a specialist in bankruptcy. So if you are aware of an attorney that, you know, has that particular bankruptcy is generally federal. I think there can be some jurisdictional things um, associated with that, but, but most bankruptcy law is federal. So if we can find somebody who can come join the show and talk to us about, you know, some, some top tips, 
best practices for those on know. the other side of a bankruptcy. Yeah, for yeah, those who well, as, yeah, for as, the dealer creditors is what mm -hmm. I'm thinking. For those who are dealer creditors who find themselves have customers filing bankruptcy, yeah. and and so we have we, you and I see it. Well, there's so many dealers yeah. out there on Facebook asking questions because they're just new mm -hmm. and they don't know this stuff, and they don't. I'm afraid they're going to step in a step on a landmine and just you know yeah. So we're blow, just trying to obviously help uh, you know solve as much stuff. of that as we can. But anyway, okay. Well, I think so we should let folks get back. I to think their we should get Monday. get back to your Monday. I hope you have a great week. Um, we uh, Wednesday is White Hat Wednesday. I have a topic in mind. I'm gonna. I wrote it down while we were talking, and yeah, I'll talk to Jim. And listen, if you haven't found us on YouTube yet. Jump over there and, like subscribe. and subscribe. Please like the Jim video Rhodes, that you the watch and, uh, and give us a, a review over on the podcast channel. All right. Have a Thanks. great day, everybody. Have a